Well, I, I don't know why that happened. That's exciting. Okay. All right. Pour the wine. I am pouring wine away from my computer. We, we can be taught. <laughs> and look, look, there's a cover on my keyboard now. Oh my goodness, it's like learning happened. Welcome to the Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome with Melissa Kirscher and Wendy Bowlesby. Welcome to another episode. Yay! <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. We're here in the basement of Melissa's house, which I'm starting to think of as my personal pleasure dome. <laughs> it's certainly my personal, personal pleasure dome. <laughs> my personal <laughs> We just started drinking. What the hell? <laughs> oh, this is, we're in for a long night. So I'm Melissa, and that's Wendy. Yo! Hey! And we're going to talk about... Are we going to talk about dumb action movies right now? Let's talk about dumb action. Dumb movies. action movies. And we yes. both we both grab our we, pads of paper because we, we made lists. Well, you have a pad of paper and I have a pad of electronic. Well, same thing. A pad of eye. Our wine pairing for tonight is a Gwenock Victorian Claret 2011 North Coast. North Coast of what? I I don't know. Um, I'm turning this around and there is a. Oh, it's a map of Napa Valley. Okay, north coast of California. Yes, it must be. Right. Ooh, what it, a it says it contains red. sulfites. Good for them. <laughs> like pretty much every red wine, right? Yeah, that's a gorgeous red, I gotta it's, say. This is a, a very attractive wine. Yeah, it's a beautiful color. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I mean, because for Claret. Yeah. yeah, Dracula, who does not drink wine, would be <laughs> in, impressed with this. Yeah, Dracula would drink this. What is sort of the defining characteristics or what is it about a dumb action flick that makes you love it? Well, I don't think it being dumb necessarily makes me love it. I think, I think the dumb action flick that is lovable has a certain quality to it that makes it that way. It, it kind of like bad movies. Not all bad movies are good to watch. No. You know, some bad movies are just plain bad. Yes. Then again, there are some bad movies which are delight. Yes. And I think good dumb action movies kind of have that same quality. I think it can go in two directions with it. You can go either they're very self-aware and mm. they are really working that dumb action movie angle, kind of like shoot 'em up, which mm, is a delight. Yeah. Uh, or they're so in earnest. They're just they're, they're going for the gold, and and it just comes back around. It just becomes ridiculous. See, what I what I feel like is that a a great dumb action flick has brilliant action set pieces. Yes, I agree. And a really solid star that yeah. engages you. Like, they're really personable, or they're terribly charismatic. And let's face it, part of why you're watching that film is maybe because you just follow that star because, oh, look, it's another Jason Statham flick. Yeah, or, Yay. oh my god, Jackie Chan. Yeah. Pretty much everything in Jackie Chan's oeuvre fits as yeah. a dumb action yes. movie. And there's, they're just so enjoyable, and they do what they do so well. Yeah. That you buy whatever ridiculous premise just so we can get to the action and they can be enjoyable to watch. Yeah. yeah. But, I, but I think beyond that, it helps that the stuff between the action is also entertaining. Oh, yeah. I mean... Because if you're just sitting there bored through the non-action-y parts and you're just waiting for okay, stuff to happen, so that's not fun. Let's talk... So let's take as an example The Transporter with Jason Statham, right? <laughs> Yes. That's a dumb action yes. flick, right? Oh, it's tremendously But dumb. it's got brilliant action set yep. pieces, like the fight on in the oil mm -hmm. with the... Uh, where he puts the bike pedals on his feet yep. to, to help him grip. That's, that's just amazing. <laughs> First off, the fighting is brilliant, but there's the part where Jason Statham is covered in oil. 
<laughs> um, and Jason Statham is, of course, very charismatic. He's not like funny, but he's very charismatic and he's got a kind of dry wit. But why you enjoy that in the in-between moments is that there's that cop character who keeps coming in being like, I feel like you were naughty, but I haven't <laughs> caught you being naughty lately. Were you naughty? I don't know what you're talking about. I've never been naughty in my life. Okay, mm -hmm. fine. We'll, we'll pretend you weren't naughty this time, but try not to be naughty. Give me one of your favorite dumb action movies. I'm going back to probably one of the very first ones that I remember as, wow, that was dumb, but I really had a good time. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I want to make it clear, I love a dumb action flick, but I also really love a quote, quote, dumb action flick that's smarter than you thought it was. Oh, yes. But I was raised by a mom. I keep talking about her, but seriously. <laughs> My, Wendy's mom is awesome. I was raised by a mom who loved Chuck Norris films. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, and there's a full library of amazing. It didn't matter how bad. We watched them all. And this was right when VHS was coming alive. So you could get access to all that oh. truly crap. Oh. So, you know, I was a little tainted, programmed, whatever you want to call it. But what I remember is Commando. Commando! I wrote down Commando too. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> that, that's like the the first thing that everybody thinks of when you go dumb action movie. Commando! It's a great action. Yes. There's, I mean, the action sequences are fantastic. Arnold Schwarzenegger is right there, coming, coming right into the peak, right? We're not quite there, but he is on the ascendant in terms of star power. Mm -hmm. And the whole concept of the plot is pretty enjoyable. It's a revenge flick. You can get in with that. Yeah. And it's, I think that was the first movie where it was all about the 80s catchphrase. Like Commando ushered in that era of if you're not making a witty, smart-ass remark right after you kill somebody, mm -hmm. then you're not doing it right. And what I remember about the film is the way he kills the guy on the plane. He just leans forward. Mm -hmm. And as he's sort of stretching to come back, he's like, boom, and he totally kills the guy, covers him with a blanket, crawls under the plane into the cargo area and down off the, like he, he gets off on the landing gear or something. <laughs> it's just crazy. <laughs> and he's like, okay, I have until the plane lands and they discover the dead body. That's how long I have to get my daughter back. Mm -hmm. Daughter played by, oh crap, who was that? Alyssa uh, Milano. Oh God, that's right. And she, she was like 12 and she had 80s hair and the yeah. little like jean jumpsuit. God, I haven't seen that movie since pretty much the time it came out. I know, it, right? Wow. Right before Who's the Boss? Yeah. It was Alyssa yeah. Milano. Literally, I think this got her the gig. So, Commando. <laughs> so the transporter is that whole great action, great star. And then there's something in the in-betweens, like either a relationship yeah. Or something that you're like, well, that's or, sort of fun. Or at least a delicious villain. Yes. Yes. Do you have an example? Um, you know what? <laughs> oh, God, I'm just laughing thinking about it. Point Break. <laughs> that was going to be one of mine. Oh, but I love Point Break. I love um, so much. Point, point Break. But I want to say this. Yeah. Because I just, I rewatched that, right? Because yeah. my husband had never seen it. Oh, Oh my God! We watched, How'd that happen? We watched Hot Fuzz, which mm -hmm. of course references Point Break a lot. Yeah, there's a whole lot of pointing your gun at the shooting your gun at this guy and yeah. yelling ah, and so we watched it. Rewatching that, our action flicks have gotten incredibly dumb. Yeah, I mean, incredibly dumb and incredibly poorly made. Like they're not even bothering because you watch Point Break and you remember it as being dumb. Yeah. But it is really well put together. I mean, yeah. it's Catherine Bigelow. Yeah, yeah. And Patrick Swayze, when Patrick Swayze was really knocking him out of the park. Mm -hmm. And Keanu Reeves. And for the, all of the ridiculous premise, there's a ton of acting going on there. I mean, you got Lori Petty mm -hmm. and Keanu Reeves. And the relationships are just so fun to watch that you're like okay it's surfers robbing banks <laughs> in, whatever in residential masks and and there's a skydiving sequence and Keanu Reeves roaring at the sky as he's shooting into the sky 
because he has a bromance. Oh, and such a bromance. <laughs> such a bromance. Well, and there's so many great moments there. I mean, there's there's Lori Petty teaching him how to surf. Mm -hmm. There's when they're playing football on the beach. And you're thinking this is a bad idea and his cover is going to get blown. But instead, they're all like, you're Johnny Utah. You're the famous footballer guy. Hey. And then, like, there's a whole relationship building there. And then when they drag him in on the heist and all of the mm -hmm. shit that goes down from there. And the action sequences are just blow your mind. The fact that there's a major chase scene on foot and it goes on for like 20 minutes or at least it feels like it and it's exciting it's like fuck you and your car chases we're gonna do it on foot and we're gonna make it amazing speaking of foot chases here's one of the best foot chase anything ever district b13 oh with david bell who is pretty to look at and the other french dude who is also pretty to look at and they're doing parkour which was amazeballs yeah and you're right it is a pretty dumb it's a pretty dumb action flick. But pretty men doing amazing things. <laughs> With French accents. With French accents. And there's a missile. There's a missile. <laughs> and it's it's the, the Escape from New York formula. It Yeah. It's just it's you, awesome. What you need is no matter how ridiculous the premise, you need to get me to buy into it mm -hmm. really quickly somehow. And that's gotta be either full on commitment or a star that's you know ridiculously fun to watch mm -hmm. or both is that would be great oh, yeah yeah have you seen punisher warzone no oh okay let me tell you a little bit about punisher warzone because i think too few people have seen punisher warzone All right. and not everybody has a stomach for punisher warzone i will say that right away but it's it is both awesome and terrible at the same time. And in a way, it is the perfect Punisher movie. It was made, what, 2005? They, for some reason, the studio approached this female director named Lexi Alexander to direct this film. And she previously had made, like, these, these little indie movie tr crime dramas, you know, very um, character-centric and all that. And... For some reason, Marvel said, here, have Punisher. And she goes, I don't know anything about Punisher. I don't think her first uh, language is English or anything. Like, she has no clue about Punisher. So what she did is she went to the fans and she said, what do you want to see in a Punisher movie? That's brilliant. And she did her homework. And Punisher Warzone is this hyper-gross, violent, I mean, ridiculously violent Punisher movie and it is dumb as a box of rocks <laughs> but oh my god it's okay what makes delightful it, what makes it dumb um there it, it has pretty much zero aspirations other than being a Punisher movie okay which to be you know to be fair it, Punisher is a pretty dumb property it's a it's a very simple kind of right-wingish revenge hmm thriller yeah. you know there it there's not much complexity to it and punisher comics are pretty plain in that it's, look at this guy being awesome with lots of guns and killing lots of people and that's exactly the movie you got <laughs> out of that and literally to the point where there were shots matching up to it as uh they they were actually drawing from a um a specific storyline in Punisher. So they were taking shots from the comic and incorporating them. Uh, and, which, you know, hey, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. But there, there is also just this ridiculously fun stuff going on. Like, there's this... One of the two villains, they're a pair of brothers who are villains that are running this villain conspiracy thing. And one of them is insane. Like, they go break him out of the insane asylum and he does insane things throughout the entire movie. Uh, like... And like eating people alive and oh. just, you know, just ridiculously violent and kind of relishing in all that. Mmm, delicious. Yes, delicious. Look at how if, you, if you have the stomach for Punisher Warzone, I recommend Punisher Warzone because really it is the perfect Punisher movie. Okay, so I feel like the 80s sort of ushered in the dumb action flick as we know it. Yeah, I, you know what? I tried to go back to the 70s trying to think of dumb action movies, and, and certainly there were... 
There they, were exploitation they, films. I was going to say, like, black exploitation started pushing into that dumb action movie um, uh, zone. And, God, there was a Jim Kelly movie that I was. But, I mean, when I think of 70s, I think, of. like, you know, exploitation films or, like, The French Connection or gritty crime dramas. Yeah, but, but not, those are smart action movies. Yeah, but not that sort of glossy, a little too clean, but. Look at how tough we are. Yeah. Like Roadhouse. Roadhouse is amazing, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, by the time I got to the polar bear, it's like, I love you, movie. I love you so much. Oh. But, but yeah, I think you needed the artifice of the 80s to really get dumb action movies to go for the gold. Yeah. Because you got started getting stuff like Dead Heat, which was what, Joe Piscopo, and I can't remember who his co-star was, but it's a buddy cop drama where one of them's a zombie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and Joe Piscopo. Oh, God. Why did he have a career? Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, whatever. Um, or like, I mean, it's a franchise now, but at the time, Predator. Predator is great. Predator is great, but Predator was a dumb sci-fi action flick. Yeah, it was Schwarzenegger in the jungle and it fighting an alien, and it was good, but it wasn't like a tentpole property at the time. Oh yeah. It was a throw it out and yeah. Although I I hesitate to call Predator a dumb action movie since I'd, I'd say it has an extremely simple premise, but it's smart in a lot of ways. See, I what I remember about it, I'm not saying that it is that, but yeah, what yeah, I remember yeah. is because I was firmly in my teens, maybe like 15, mm -hmm. um, when it came out. And it wasn't like Star Trek The Motion Picture, where right. I had heard... I heard that that was coming out, and I was like, "Oh, I want to go see that." It wasn't like Empire Strikes Back, where it's like, "Oh, I can't wait for it to come out." Right. It was, "Hey guys, it's Saturday night. Let's go to the drive-in. What's right. playing? Some flick with called Predator with Schwarzenegger. Well, that'll be dumb." <laughs> and we, yeah. I mean, seriously, we're like, "Well, that'll be dumb. Let's go watch that, and we can throw some popcorn at the screen." And then we're like, "What the hell? This is great!" Mm -hmm. So yeah, it wasn't actually dumb, but it wasn't like it wasn't the property that we think of now with a Predator film. It was, well, yeah. It was just sort of, eh. You know what? We should go back to Roadhouse because we really didn't, we kind of glossed over Roadhouse and I think Roadhouse is like the epitome of everything we're talking oh, about. Oh, God, yeah. It's your, it's your central leading character who's very engaging. Yeah. Patrick Swayze. Patrick Swayze at um, the height of his powers. At the height of his powers. At the height of his amazing hairdo. Oh, yeah, the fluffy. And, and holy shit, Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott he just shows up for really no reason at all halfway through the movie and just starts being Sam Elliott with his great voice. Oh yeah, I'm Sam Elliott. Uh, I can't do his accent. Um, as you all have just found out. Uh, <laughs> but what I love about it is it also encapsulates encapsulates that cheesy factor of I'm a famous bouncer. First off, a famous the, bouncer. Like like everybody knows me because I'm a famous bouncer like this is something that people aspire to be and then he's like a zen master right <laughs> and he's he's gonna get paid enough to live off in this property not do anything all day and what wait he's like trying to make love to the evil man's wife or girlfriend or something uh, like girlfriend, that daughter some blonde some chick it blonde doesn't matter and, and there was, i remember the sex scene where she's like up against the fireplace against all the rough brick and it's like ow that's gotta hurt that's gotta hurt and and I'd, but but uh, swayze was all, all welled up so i suppose you're just kind of distracted from that yeah well yeah, <laughs> he, had, he had a very nice body, Mr. Swayze did. And there was all the fighting in mm -hmm. in the actual Roadhouse bar. There yep. was um, a lot of shenanigans with the drunks in the Roadhouse bar. And, yep. and as he slowly improved the bar and made it mm -hmm. less rowdy just by being there and being <laughs> Zen Master Patrick Swayze, the famous bouncer. It's great! <laughs> And of course, there's got to be the showdown with the main bad guy. There's a polar bear. <laughs> there's a polar bear. I had forgotten about the polar bear. The polar bear. bear is the part that... You know what? I only saw Roadhouse for the first time a couple years ago. Oh. And I saw it at B-Fest, which is this 24-hour movie festival Aww. of at, in Chicago where it's just 24 hours straight of bad movies, but delightfully bad movies. 
And the one-two punch, which is the best one-two punch I've ever seen that festival pull, was playing stunt rock back-to-back with Roadhouse at, like, six in the morning. Oh, that's great. And the audience just loved it. Let's talk about stunt rock. (laughs) Okay, well, that is a 70s film. That is a 70s film. And that That, is a profoundly dumb film. That is... (laughs) Okay, so stunt rock is an Australian film is yeah yeah it's an exploitation film where they first i think they first decided to make a documentary about stuntmen but then decided let's put a narrative around it so they kind of had this fake narrative about a woman who wanted to be a journalist interviewing real stuntmen and then they'd go off do their real stuntmen things but there's something about the there's the plot and then they decide to add another layer by adding in a rock band called sorcery and the rock band wants to incorporate some tricks into their show so the stuntmen are helping them figure that out right yeah and and but sorcery you know every so often sorcery breaks into a song at a concert and they have a wizard, and there's, like, stage magic. Yeah. So it's, it's like, fake storyline, documentary about stuntmen, sorcery. <laughs> fake storyline, documentary about stuntmen, sorcery. I want to make it, it clear, it is, I've seen this movie twice, and I still can't make sense of it. So. It's, it is bizarre. So the reason why I sound questioning is because it's like, wait, that did that happen? I remember, I know the trailer really well. It's like a fever dream you get after yeah. eating too much ice cream and then watching exploitation movies all night. And there's the and the stunts are ridiculous. These aren't like good stunts. The, I mean, while they're kind of fun to watch, it's like, why would you ever do that? Yeah. <laughs> the, the great thing is, though, Stunt Rock has the best trailer ever made. The, it, that it, you know, is the You fact. go to YouTube and you look up Stunt Rock trailer. Ooh. And you will say, this is the most amazing movie ever created. Where can I put it in front of my eyeballs? And it's not nearly that good because no no movie ever could be as good as the stunt yeah, rock trailer. Yeah, no, no movie could live up to a trailer that fantastic. Yeah, I mean, you, you see the trailer and there's like explosions and a dude in a wizard outfit. And, and screaming guitar. And they're crashing cars and then there's split screen of crashing cars from different angles. And then there's the guy and, who jumps off and goes into the tiny little thing of water that explodes when he lands. Yes, and there's a guy wrestling a jaguar. And, oh my god, and it's, <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> oh and, my god, look, and, we've gotten excited. Oh yeah, we, we're watching the... Um, the the squiggly lines, the sound lines, whatever the fuck they're called on their oh, yeah. computer, yeah, and and uh, yeah. yeah. Now we've calmed down again. Now we've calmed down again because this is not as, nearly as exciting as Stunt Rock. Stunt Rocker. The eighties, you had Chuck Norris films, you had Patrick Swayze films, you had Schwarzenegger films, you had Stallone films. Stallone films. Okay, so beyond Rambo, what were some of the other? Stallone, Stallone films. films. Well, he was working the Rocky franchise pretty hard. Yes, all of the Rocky But films. Though, that, that's more of a boxing drama. That's not an action oh. film. Yeah, no, yeah. I was never a huge Stallone fan. I, I like him kind of as he's aging. He's kind of been a very interesting person to kind of follow, but... Yeah. Yeah. I Actually, my favorite dumb action flick of Stallone's is Demolition Man. Demolition Man is great. Demolition Man is great. The oh, and so yeah, I just rewatched that mm, about a week and a half ago, oh. and it's a delight. He that oh that whole film with a very young, I think it's her first role, I don't Sandra think Bullock. Was, yeah, she she'd been in stuff before that, but I think this was her first major role. But, but yeah, I mean, she's like she looks like eighteen. Yeah, she's, she's just tiny, a baby. Yeah, she's a baby. But yeah, between Stallone, Sandra Bullock, and Wesley Snipes. Yes. And like a herd of little character actors from the early 90s. And it's so good. And great quotes. I feel like the, yeah. other, the other part is, uh, not true of all of them, like I couldn't quote the transporter to you, but there's a lot of great quotes from Demolition Man. Yeah. Like murder, he, death, kill. Murder, death, kill. It's a murder, death, kill. He doesn't know what to do with the seashells. <laughs> oh, the seashells. <laughs> the seashells. 
<laughs> and Dennis Leary. Dennis Leary. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen the future, and it's a 40-year-old version in beige pajamas. You can tell there are scenes in that movie where they went, okay, that in the script it says, Dennis Leary says something. Let him go for about two minutes. Because <laughs> yeah. this was like right in the height of his powers when, you know, asshole had uh-huh. come out and uh, No Cure for Cancer was the big thing. And Well, uh, that, that's one of those films that's smarter than you think it is because it's such a great yeah. satire. All rest- In the future, all restaurants are Taco Bell. <laughs> God. Yeah, I, I had the privilege of showing that movie to a bunch of people who hadn't seen it last weekend. And oh. watching them react to it was great. Is And the subtle little things like um, salt is bad for you and therefore illegal. And yeah. the way that, you know, the government has decided everything that's bad for you is illegal. Mm-hmm. And, and it's so pristine and it's so um, plastic and manicured. And then they go underneath the city and he's like, oh... I smell meat. Yes. And <laughs> Bullock's like, look around you. Do you see a cow? And he's like, I don't, don't care. care. I'm going to eat meat because everything is vegetarian because meat is bad for you mm-hmm. and therefore illegal. <laughs> I'm looking up. Oh, God. And, and you know what? It, you know what it reminded me of, though, <gasps> that the under under the the underground sequences in Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. For you know, you go under the world, and there's this crazy town version of the world, and it's dark, and and, and, and yeah. And, good God, why did Super Mario Brothers happen? Why did that movie happen? That's not a, even a good. Oh anything. no, that's a terrible, uh, no. terrible movie. Oh God, no, let's I'll, not I'll, talk about that. No. Okay, yeah, no, it's a terrible movie. Don't do. It. But we should talk about Rhinestone. Yes, talking about okay. Stallone. So, um, talking that, about that's Stallone. not an action f- film, but we're going to talk about Rhinestone. Okay, um, talking about Stallone and his '80s oeuvre, right? So I look up on IMDb. I'm like, what did he do? Because I know he did a ton of crappy ass films in the '80s. Yeah, among others, Cobra, Cobra, Over the Top. <laughs> oh God, the arm wrestling movie. Yeah, mm. Tango and Cash. With Kurt Russell. Yeah. Mm. Oh, that's a delightfully fun one. I haven't seen it in so many years. 1992 was Stop or My Mom Will Shoot. That's a terrible movie. It is that, a that, terrible that's movie. A, that's a movie that should not exist. Oh, God. And, of course, Rhinestone. Rhinestone. With Dolly Parton. So not an action movie, but we're still going to talk about it because it's Rhinestone. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh. So the premise, if you have not seen Rhinestone, is... Uh, Stallone's a New York cabbie, right? Uh, you remember it better than I do. Yeah. I, do, I yeah. watched it so once. So he's, he's and was a cabbie, like, what? and um, Dolly Parton is a uh, country singer in a high-end New York country western bar because those were a thing in the eighties for some reason. Well, they really were and because of Urban Cowboy. I know. So Dolly Parton winds up making a bet with the owner of the bar that she can turn anybody into a country western singer within like two weeks oh my god that's right and she runs into stallone (laughs) and stallone is her country western guinea pig oh my god that's right and they go to this weird country retreat where she tries to take this italian american new york cabbie and turn him into it adrian (laughs) i want to sing you Country songs. <laughs> and then he sings a song called Drunkenstein. <laughs> and he's wearing this horrible shirt that's like yellow and orange. And then there's a bolo tie and he has this terrible hat. He's singing about Drunkenstein. Like a drunk Frankenstein something. And it's, I don't understand, <laughs> but I loved it. <laughs> Total recall. Total. Oh, oh, now there's a juicy, pretty dumb movie. (laughs) Really pretty dumb. Really? I mean, it took. Once again, from Paul Verhoeven land. Yeah. Um, People love it, and I love it. I want to make it clear I love it. But when you go back and watch it, it is that 80s, a little too clean, a little too plastic. Yeah. 
um, a little too pat. Well, here here's the main problem with Total Recall. If you wanted to make that into a serious action movie like it was kind of intended to be in the original story, mm -hmm. you cast Richard Dreyfuss in the Arnold Schwarzenegger role. Yeah, you don't because, cast some great, huge, big guy. Yeah, because, I mean, the whole premise is based on this is a guy you don't expect to be a hero, and then all of a sudden he turns into an action hero. And when you put Arnold Schwarzenegger in that part, of course he's going to turn into an action hero because it's fucking Schwarzenegger. Yeah. It's, so, yeah. Yeah, and I, I think the original concept was to to actually cast Dreyfus. Oh my god. I mean, and wouldn't that have been amazing in its that, own way? Well, I would have loved that. Yeah. Although, it wouldn't have been it wouldn't have been the same, but I was in Jaws. <laughs> I, was, I was in Jaws. <laughs> <laughs> I love him in Jaws, I want to make that clear. Okay, so now I'm looking at um Schwarzenegger's. <laughs> Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Schwarzenegger. We're gonna talk about the Schwarzenegger. We're look at his Schwarzenegger. I'm all for Clem talking about the Schwarzenegger. Red Sonia. Red Sonia. <laughs> Raw Deal. How about Conan the Destroyer? See, Conan the Barbarian was a good movie. Conan the Destroyer was dumb. dumb. Well, it had Will Chamberlain and Olivia Dabo, who briefly, briefly had a career. I think yes. she was also a Bond girl. Um, yeah, she was. Uh, Wasn't she in uh, Living Daylights? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, well, she had a a sister who was also a Dabo, Ma uh, Maureen Ma or Miriam, Miriam, Miriam Dabo, Dabo. Mm -hmm. and they were both around at the same time, and I can never keep them straight. What I remember about Conan the Destroyer was some somebody making the wisecrack, some comedian or late night host of, okay, so you got this girl, and you got to keep her a virgin, and so the first thing you do is put her on a horse. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, hey, that's a really good point. Yeah. Yeah. Conan the Destroyer was kind of part of my formative years. Between that and Beastmaster, they were always on HBO. <gasps> Beastmaster. Beastmaster, yeah. I love Beastmaster. <laughs> so I've Conan the Destroyer, I could take yeah, or leave, yeah, yeah, but Beastmaster. Beastmaster. Well, I think we were brainwashed into loving Beastmaster because oh. it was always on. No, seriously, you know what HBO stands for? Hey, Beastmaster's on. <laughs> That's what HBO stands for. Oh, but Beastmaster. Beastmaster. Now, that's now a, there's a thing. There's a great dumb action. That, that is amazing, isn't it? Well, Mark Singer. Uh, again, yes. uh, oh, and Mark Singer. Let, let's, let's shed some love on Mark Singer because he's become a very interesting C-list celebrity these days. Oh, I don't even know about that. Oh, he like pops up in the Colbert Report every once in a while. Does he? Yes, he does. Oh, that's great. He's really... I, I ran into him at a convention once and he's very sweet. He's very liberal. Oh, well, very liberal. I'm, I'm for that. That's yeah. okay. I'd rather yeah. very liberal than, oh my God, Adam Baldwin, you're a homophobic jerk. Yeah. And, uh, yeah jerk yeah, yeah, canoe. No, no. wait. Jerkwater. <laughs> Jerkwater. Jerkwater. No, but, no, no. But uh, Mark, Mark Singer, Mark Singer is a sweetheart. He, he was, was very, very nice. good looking at the time. He had a hell of a body. And again, a dumb action flick where the central character is somebody very engaging. Yeah. And you've got What's His Toes, the black guy who was also in Good Times. Who turns oh, who, who shows up as um as the general in the West yeah. Wing. Love him. Yeah. Uh, what is his name? Uh, you look it up. So I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up. I always remember the ferrets about Beastmaster. Yeah. And the those crazy monsters that would throw their arms around people and eat them. Yeah, the the crazy bad people who actually end up sort yeah. of saving the day. Wasn't that a, an amazing concept? And doesn't isn't Rip Torn Rip Torn is the bad guy. <laughs> Who doesn't love Rip Torn? John Amos. John Amos. That's the name of that. I love him. Mm. He's very charismatic. You know it. Fucking Hollywood and their racist <laughs> things. Because John Amos should have been a bigger star. Oh, he was I agree. incredibly charismatic and so much fun to watch. Mm -hmm. The 80s were like, the 80s knew how to make a dumb action flick. They knew how to just put it out there and say, you bitches are going to watch this anyway, admit it. But they were smarter. They, they had a heart that I feel like is lacking. I feel like the action films now are so hollow. Yeah. And they're just not as satisfying in the same way, except, you know, every once in a while, one will pop up that catches my attention, like the first G.I. Joe movie. It managed to succeed for me as a dumb action flick. I, d I still don't know why. I think part of it might be Channing Tatum. Okay, mm -hmm. once again, that sort of really central character that you just, oh, you just like him. Oh, good. Oh, good heavens. And it has Dennis Quaid in yeah. it. 
White House Down. Yeah. Yeah, White House Down was a ridiculous amount. It of was fun. a ri- and it, because it was it's ridiculous. Like, yeah, it well it's it's Roland Emmerich being good Roland Emmerich. Not like the I'll ruin Godzilla Ro- oh, Roland no. Emmerich. No, no. It's like it's right. like all the the things you like Roland Emmerich for and very little of the things you dislike Roland Emmerich yeah, for. Yeah, if you have a choice between the two Let's Attack the White House films that came out this year, yes. White House Down is a lot of fun. Yeah. And Olympus Has Fallen is depressingly bland. Yeah, it, it really is trying to be a serious action flick. And, you know, White House Down, they're like, fuck that noise. We've yeah. got Channing Tatum. Let's have some fun. Mm-hmm. But going back to the 80s, are you familiar with a movie called Miami Connection? No. Okay, it's not surprising, because this... This, re- this requires a little bit of history. Um, Miami Connection is a movie that was made in the, I want to say, mid-early 80s. It was made because there was this Taekwondo master in Florida who decided to make a movie. <laughs> so and this he... is a lot like the car chase, Gone in 60 Seconds. Gone in se- yeah, very much like Gone in 60 Seconds. Now, there's a great dumb action film. <laughs> but... Uh, uh, so this Taekwondo master gets the funding to do this action movie with the students in his class. It's called Miami Connection, and it involves a Taekwondo master and his class of Taekwondo students who go up, who are also a rock band. Well, of course. And and they go up <laughs> against a team of nin- drug smuggling biker ninjas who are also a rock band. Is there a rock battle? There is not a rock battle, but there's plenty of of punching involved. Do they throw guitars at each other? No, sadly, well, that's but, a missed opportunity. But 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 what what happened to this? Like only a few prints of this movie were struck, and they kind of went around the drive-in circuit, and then it was promptly forgotten about. Fast forward about twenty years later, and the Alamo Draft House had just bought this huge batch of movie prints from a closed-down drive-in movie theater. <gasps> and they they had a thing for a while at the Alamo Drafthouse in Austin, Texas, where they would... Uh, it would be a free screening, but you'd go there and you don't know what they play because they were going through all of these prints to see what was on the prints. And so they'd play, like, a reel, and, you know, if people in the theater liked it, they'd keep playing it. Or if they didn't like it, they'd take it out and put something else on. And they stumbled across Miami Connection, which had, like, no prior history whatsoever. And they start playing it, and everybody in the movie theater is like, What the hell is this? This is terrible and amazing! <laughs> and it became this, just erupted into this kind of cult hit. Drafthouse did this, you know, restored it, put it on DVD, rolled it out. I was at the Fantastic Fest where they found the Taekwondo Master and the rock band. They brought him in. They played at this party. (laughs) (laughs) And we watched Miami Connection. It was awesome. (laughs) And I would like to say it is currently on Netflix streaming, so you can see it right now. Thank God for Netflix. I know. Thank God for Netflix. So, yeah, Miami Connection is, is... Dumb. It, it's one of my favorite awesome bad movies of all time. It is an amazing delight because the, you can tell they're completely in earnest. They are just giving everything they've got. <laughs> so the current action flick, uh-huh. I think, um, is often a little too self-aware. Yeah. To be a lot of fun. But sometimes they hit it right. Like? Crank. Yeah, that was on my list. <laughs> and Crank 2, which is even more ridiculous. Crank 2 shouldn't work. No, it shouldn't. And, and yet it... you're like, you know what? I love how you were just unapologetically are like, fuck that noise. We're going to do yeah. it. And Yeah, I love how Crank is tur- Crank 1 is turned up to 11 and Crank 2 is turned up to like 14. Yeah, it's like, you liked it, so we're going to go more. You know yeah. what's better than awesome, more, awesome? <laughs> Oh, Oh, and and my favorite description of Crank is, it's like speed, only Jason Statham is the bus. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. In both movies. And And so Jason Statham. Okay, now, if you've not seen Crank, okay, first off, I can't imagine anybody that we know who listening to this hasn't seen Crank. But the premise is, 
he it's a lot like the old classic doa right mm -hmm. like dead on arrival like they've been poisoned and they've got a certain amount of time to find out what happened before they die well the original doa was this you know noir crime thriller blah 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 this one they decided you know what would be better than that is to poison jason statham <laughs> yes and the only way he can survive is to keep his adrenaline up yeah and so the whole purpose of the movie is jason statham going from moment to moment from set piece to set piece of oh shit my adrenaline's dropping i'm starting to die what can i do right now to get yeah. my heart pumping yeah. and snort cocaine have sex run around and just ride a motorcycle god only knows get electric, into a fight electrocute elect yourself yes uh, just oh <laughs> and but true to form at the end he dies mm-hmm and then, and then there's a sequel. And then there's a sequel starring Jason Statham. <laughs> where he has an artificial heart that he has to keep charged with electricity or else he'll die. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it is even more ridiculous. And I didn't know if they could possibly do it, but they did. But they it, did. It is it's so grotesquely ridiculous. It Yeah, it is grotesque. And yet charming i mean how do you say charming about a film that horridly just ah just crass yes oh it's so crass it's so crass and yet you're like god damn it that's just nice of you guys yeah, and, I, and as a feminist i kind of hate myself for, for loving the movies because it's really because oh terrible, the women but, the women in them are just oh, dumb as box of man. rocks and, and but it's oh, it, they're it, really but, oh boy it's so exhilarating. It is. It's very exhilarating. <laughs> yeah, I, I, my second date with Fess, my current boyfriend of five-ish years, um, was crank too. <laughs> and that, that was a good litmus test for both of us, I think. Like, I liked it. Did you? <laughs> oh, there was a point in the movie theater. There were like three people in this movie theater, and two of them were us. There was a point. The point in the fight in the power station... Where I started laughing and I could not stop. <laughs> and I tears streaming down my face. I couldn't breathe. It bowed it, it was it was Yeah. Good. And he it turned and went, You, I like you. Yeah. <laughs> See so there's two things I want to say. The first is so Jason Statham, I these days with dumb action films, and this is true even in the eighties, right? You sort of followed people and you sort of expected like Stallone's gonna make a dumb action flick and Schwarzenegger, yeah. ah, who knows, Red Sonia, are you kidding me? <laughs> these days Jason Statham. Mm -hmm. And my mom, who now lives with us, continues to be a fan of dumb action flicks. So she'll come out and on the nights where it's the two of us and we're up later, because my husband goes to bed super early, she's like what do you want to watch? And I'm like, and we're both like, Jason Statham. Let's find something with Jason Statham <laughs> because we just want a dumb action flick. By the way, I don't recommend Redemption. And I don't recommend Blitz either. I, I haven't didn't seen like Blitz. Blitz. I haven't seen Blitz. And it's not that I disliked Redemption. It's actually a pretty good film, but it's not a dumb action film. And if what you're, if you go, ooh, Jason mm -hmm. Statham, and you go looking, and that pops up on your Netflix queue, you're going to be disappointed because it's not going to give you what you want. Although it is actually a pretty decent flick. It's not groundbreaking, mm -hmm. but yeah, it's okay. It's okay. What are you going to do? You know who we haven't really talked about, but we should? Nicholas Cage. <laughs> yeah, was, we're on the same wavelength. We're on the same wavelength. Because, you know... Con Air, Con and Air. The Rock, and Face Off. Face Off. I want to take his face off. <laughs> face <laughs> off. Oh my god. Oh my god. How that brilliant movie. is that movie? I oh love my it god. so much. So much. It's like. It's like Madeline Todd <laughs> with flames on the side of my face, only it's joy, joy flames. Joy, joy flames. flames because <laughs> Face Off is so ridiculous and it doesn't fucking care. And nope. Nick Cage is chewing, he, he doesn't just chew the scenery, he like grabs people and chews on them in that movie. He's like, hi, I'm a crazy man. Oh, it's so And fantastic. then they trade places, and it's John Travolta chewing scenery. <laughs> Which isn't as much fun as Nicolas Cage, but 
It is pretty good fun. Oh, it's they're they're both they're oh, oh man, okay. that is such a delicious Again, movie. If you have not seen Face Off, oh you get god, John the Travolta thing with the bomb. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a John Woo. It's a John Woo movie, and there are doves and everything. <laughs> That's how I know it's a John Woo. I go, wait, was that a John Woo film? Yes, there was, because his coat flapped slowly in the breeze, and there were doves. It was yeah. definitely a John Woo film. Yes, yes. Oh, my God. And the premise is that Nick Cage is crazy mm-hmm. and set up a bomb or something, and John Travolta needs to go pretend to be him and so there's technology where he can literally put his face on and they change his whole body because John Travolta is a big fat guy <laughs> and Nick Cage is a tall thin guy but they can make him look like Nick Cage and then Nick Cage comes out of his coma and insists on being becoming John Travolta and going to John Travolta's family and it gets all creepy weird and ooh and it's just so deliciously weird it's, it's so and it doesn't care it just a lot like crank too they're like you know what we're going with it join us yeah yes oh the rock the rock is oh a special sort of love for me i love the rock when the guy with the humvee calls because they've stolen a humvee and the guy who owns it calls the phone in the Humvee and they pick up and he's a German dude for some reason. Du hast mein Humvee gestohlen. Yes. I love to quote that. Du hast mein Humvee gestohlen. (laughs) 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 And that's that's what a good action film should do. It It should have German guys Du hast mein Humvee gestohlen. It should have just weird shit. That's a good action film. Should I just have some weird shit? Weird that you're shit. Like, like, why would why would you do that? Or uh, or like Steve Buscemi and Con Air. Oh my God, I love him so much. Yeah, let, let's just have five minutes of Steve Buscemi being Steve Buscemi and, and Con Air and creepy. Yeah, he's got the whole world, world in his hands. <laughs> a good dumb action film should leave a smile on your face. I agree. Yeah, I agree. That's what it reminded me of when you said that you burst out laughing at Crank 2 when Chris and I were dating. Now, this wasn't one of our first dates, but this was definitely a seminal moment building our relationship and what we know about each other moments. We decided to go see (laughs) Reign of Fire. (laughs) (laughs) I know, right? Whoa, now. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. With... Uh, Matthew McConaughey way before the McConaissance. <laughs> <laughs> way before the McConaissance. <laughs> and you heard that's what they're no! calling it. No! That's what they're calling it, the McConaissance. <laughs> and, and Batman himself. Back when nobody would give him a leading role. Oh, what's his... What is his Christian name? Thank you, Christian Bale. Christian Bale. <laughs> and Matthew McConaughey is doing his southern most southerny thing. And, I mean, and what I remember is, first off, he delivers Ooh. this... Because Matthew McConaughey is doing this gravelly voice thing, which apparently Christian Bale picked up on for yeah, Dark really. Knight. Because y'all like talk like this. And... They have horses in the future when they're fighting dragons, because stuff. And he's, you ride that thousand pounds of horse flesh right down my throat. And <laughs> and that's what Chris and I did. We both went, <laughs> well, man. And it was, there were about 10 of us in the theater, but I was definitely the only woman there. <laughs> right. And I was loving it, but I was laughing and I was offending all the testosterone guys who were like, why would you laugh at this film? Look, dude, I'm loving it too, but this is ridiculous. <laughs> but at the end, oh, because the trailer for Reign of Fire, the big money shot at the end of the trailer was McConaughey jumping off something with an axe in his hand and swinging it at a dragon that comes flying by <laughs> and just says, Wah! and that was the big money shot at the end of the trailer of McConaughey jumping out into midair and swinging this axe to kill a dragon. Except that in the movie, the way that shot plays out 
is him running and leaping, and he's got the axe, and he's swinging it, and as the dragon goes by, it turns his head and just eats him whole. (laughs) And I started laughing so hard because they had played up this this moment in the trailer, like this huge action moment of heroism. And instead, it's just gulp. <laughs> okay, have, have you have you gotten on the uh, the raid redemption uh, bandwagon no, yet? No, Ooh. I know, I know, I know. I've been reading in South by Southwest. Oh, Everybody's going to see it, and I have not seen raid. Well, South by yeah, the raid redemption is crazy town, awesome action, and it is Malaysian. I if I remember right, it's a it's a Malaysian film that has this super simple premise of there's a, a team of cops going into this apartment building to get a big bad guy. And yeah. it's the ascension through the apartment building fighting in kind of video game style, fighting all the people on the different floors. Okay, okay. And it is, it's one of the best action films that have come out in the last decade because that's all it is, is just hardcore action. Yeah. It, it you have premise, you have good guys, you have bad guys, and they fight. Okay, and that's but, all it is. And, but, do you, but is and, it a and it's, dumb action flick? Well, the, the, I think it has the simplicity to be one. And because, like, Dread, the remake. Yeah. I don't put that as a dumb action flick because well, yeah. it's, the, the, it's too gritty and it's too, it's too good at doing what it's doing. Yeah, that one's okay, but... <laughs> the original Judge Dredd. <laughs> now, that's a dumb... I am the law. Yeah. Stallone again. Yeah, I know. I, the, the best review I ever saw of Judge Dredd was one that, that started out with, Judge Dredd asks the cinematic question, what would Demolition Man be without Sandra Bullock and Wesley Snipes? Oh yeah, I remember that one. <laughs> we, think- never, we never did talk about speed. No, we did not talk about speed. Again, a movie that is smarter than you then remember be, yeah. and better made that really points out what we're lacking in action films now. You go back and watch Speed, which is a ridiculous movie, mm-hmm. simplistic in concept. Yeah. But again, Keanu Reeves, Keanu Reeves Sandra, Sandra Bullock, and Jeff Dennis da- Hopper. And Jeff Daniels. And Jeff Daniels, you're right. I it's, forgot about Jeff Daniels. It's a great cast. And, um,. What's his toes? Cameron. Cameron from Ferris Bueller. Alan Ruck. Yeah. Who I met. He's very nice. Okay. He's on there as the whole, I'm a tourist and mm-hmm. why am I? My life kind of sucks. And it's super fun. Great action sequences. Mm-hmm. Really interesting characters and a little bit of self-awareness. And so the sort of kind of romance that springs up doesn't overwhelm Mm -hmm. it makes sense and they're even a little bit self-aware about it uh they make the comment you know i've i've heard that romances that start from crisis scenarios never last and then they kiss anyway they're like (laughs) who cares speaking of alan ruck twister (gasps) oh twister there there's a delightfully stupid and smart movie stupid and (laughs) Just, it's like, it's, yes. it's a stupid action movie about smart people. <laughs> With evil tornado chasers. Evil tornado chasers. <laughs> In because, their black van. Because somehow getting funding for science is evil. Evil tornado chasers in their black van, headed headed by a British man. So that's how you know they're evil. Yeah. I came home with that DVD and my husband was like... <laughs> Why would you buy that? And I, my answer to him was, because, honey, it was $5, and I will want to watch this film at least two more times in my life. <laughs> and renting it would cost $3 each time. So $5 is a bargain. <laughs> Besides, cows. <laughs> cows. Flying cow. Do you realize the flying cow was the CGI model of the zebra from Jumanji? They just they just repurposed it. I did not know that. Yeah. yeah, they just went, hey, we just did Jumanji. Boop. Cut and paste. And it's got Bill Paxton. <laughs> yeah. Bill Paxton. And Helen I love Hunt. It. And Helen Hunt. Yeah. 
She doesn't do much for me in that film. I'm right. mostly watching for Bill Paxton. She's taking herself a little too seriously now. She's all angsty yeah. about her dad dying in a tornado. Oh yeah. my goodness. Oh dear. Yeah. But oh that's a that's a again, a simple premise that is ridiculous, but they go for it anyway. Yeah. These days I'm more likely to pick a film based on who's in it. Mm -hmm. Right? And that's going to make me go, okay, it looks stupid as hell, but I like watching you, and I'm hopeful that if you're in it, it's going to be a fun, dumb action flick. So Jason Statham, mm -hmm. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. He is awesome. He's I will brilliant. watch a movie just because he's I know. That. He's very attractive and likable. And then he smiles, and he's kind of got a devilish glint in his eyes. Did I ever tell you about when I was in the same room with him? Because... I was at San Diego Comic-Con when they were rolling out um, the Get Smart movie. Oh. Yeah, the one with Steve Carell, which The Rock was in, and Masioka, and, and Anne Hathaway, and all those people. So there, uh, it being San Diego Comic-Con, they had everybody from the movie there. And they were calling them out one by one. You know, here's Steve Carell. I don't think Anne Hathaway was there, but Masioka was there enjoying his, all of his hero's fame for as long as it lasted. And then they called out Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And I have never seen this happen before or since. I have never seen charisma like that. Because the man walked out and smiled at the audience and 6,000 people gay, straight, male, female didn't matter. It's like, huh. Oh. <laughs> and they were hooked. And He's while good. we're at it, brief shout out, The Island with Ewan McGregor. Oh, good God. <laughs> Dumb action flick with well, a totally smart it, with a smarter premise than you would have expected. Mm -hmm. And Scarlett Johansson. Yes. Not being dumb and useless. So there's a lot to like about the island, actually. I quite like it. And if you're turning 30 and you're going to die soon, you know, you watch Logan's Run and then you follow it up with the island. It's a nice sort of one-two chaser. And then you watch The Clonus Horror, which is what it was ripped off from. Yeah, well, yeah. Fine. <laughs> Fine. Yeah. Fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fine. Last action. Last hero. action hero. Ah, oh. the ultimate meta commentary in all of this. Oh, and it's it's so good. It is so good. I mean, I, it's it was not, made. It was made before John McTiernan stopped being able to make movies. And it's a dumb action movie, except that it's not. It is a movie that is parodying and commenting and satirizing on dumb action movies. Yes. In a really intelligent way, so I feel bad calling it a dumb action movie, except it is. Well, it's the meta commentary on the dumb action movie. And it's got Schwarzenegger. Yeah, it's got the Schwarzenegger. It's got Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger. And John McTiernan. Boy, he did go Looney Tunes. So, yeah. last action hero. Last action hero with Ian McKellen as death and... Oh. Uh, well, there, there are dozens of little cameos in that, and the... <laughs> And it, it does it's ask a great question. If you could walk into the world of any movie, what movie would you choose? Yeah. And, and I By love... the way, not Cabin in the Woods. No. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great movie, though. Um, no, I, I love how it points up all the ridiculousness that is required to make a movie narrative work. Yeah. Yeah. The 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 weird thing about walking into the police station and seeing all the partners get partnered up and the you well, know the the weird physics that happen during the movie and the and... the coincidences that have to happen just right. Yes. And oh and I love the he comes home and there's an there's a ninja in his closet. Well, there's always a ninja in my closet, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I approve you're in a movie. All of your phone numbers start with 555. How, there wouldn't be enough phone numbers. Well, what do you think area codes are for? I, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So, The Last Action Hero, which got hated on upon its release. It well, got, the thing is, they didn't know how to market it. No. So, they went for the people who would want the dumb action movie. But the thing is... That particular crowd, by and large, would not get the commentary that was happening on. No, the they would dumb just be like, what, this, why? What's with the kid? Yeah, what's with the kid? This is stupid. Why is there a golden ticket that makes. No, no. What? Yeah. Dumb. And then, of course, all the critics are like, it's a dumb action flick. Why would you make this? Yeah, they, they 
just could not find their audience, which was me and you and about five other people. Yes. <laughs> and of course, all the erudite listeners of this podcast. Oh, yes, the, the beautiful and clever listeners. That we love you all. So much. Almost as much as this one. Hopefully, you've got some recommendations, too. If you're listening and you have some recommendations for fun, dumb action flicks, please, please email or post on our Facebook or comment on our website or tweet at us or, you know, however you want to do it. But let us know because I am always up for a dumb action flick. And if I haven't seen it, I need to see it. Oh, absolutely. That is what my 10 p.m slot is all about my husband's gone to bed i've tucked him in my daughter's already asleep <laughs> and my mom may or may not be awake but if she is then both of us are down for something stupid and loud even better you should answer our questions you should answer our questions our questions if you choose to accept your assignment of asking your questions are number one who are you <laughs> who are you think of the caterpillar in alice in wonderland who are you number two <laughs> melissa made a great face that. <laughs> i think the alcohol is kicking in uh number two what do you do and you can choose to answer that however you would like i want to make that clear and number three what is in your personal pleasure dome <laughs> And number four, make a Pleasure Dome recommendation, which is where you can insert the dumb action movie that will make Wendy so happy. Yes. So we are going to build a community Pleasure Dome. What should all of us consider for our mutual pleasuring? Oh, that did not come out well. <laughs> so please answer our questions and let us know that you're listening. Because while we enjoy getting together and drinking wine and just talking to each other, it would be nice to know that you're there. Yes. <laughs> right now I'm talking to a blue microphone with a little red lighty up It's kind of like the... talking to a Cylon. Yeah, it really is. We should make it boink side to side. Boink, 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 boink. 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 It's like, like watching a very boring game of Pong. It just goes back and forth the same place all the time. Yeah. Do something. Endless. Endless. So, so thank you, everyone, and uh, thank you for joining us on the Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. Until next week. Until next week. He totally got laid that night he took me to Crank, too. <laughs>